This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. I hope your day starting out well and you're ready to make it yours. I know I am. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. Or if you just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 61, Leadership Gold, the toughest person to lead is yourself. So before we get started, though, I wanted to ask, how's the previous week going or how did it go? Excuse me, I should say, you know, one of the things I talked about or asked about was the mentoring section. So how did it go mentoring others during that mentoring process? Or if you didn't do the mentoring part and just did the other exercises, what did you learn about yourself? I hope the week went well and I hope you learned quite a bit. But the next thing for us is is chapter two. Okay, so we're going to get into this and um, we're going to talk leadership gold. The toughest person to lead is you. If I'm honest with myself, I admit that the toughest person to lead is myself. When you talk about most people, most people don't need to worry about the competition, right? Other people aren't the reason they lose. If they don't win, it's because they disqualify themselves. That's as true for leaders as it is for anyone else. They are often their own worst enemies, right? And and why is that? And and I will tell you, I'm I can be my it's kind of a strange situation, right? I can be my own worst critic, but I'm also the person that will let myself off the hook. And so that's kind of what we're going to get into today. If you're your own worst critic, stop letting yourself off the hook and start holding yourself accountable. Okay. Why are we our own worst enemies? And it goes right into that topic I was just talking about. We don't see ourselves as we see others. Human nature seems to endow us with the ability to to look at other people in the world and size them up, but it doesn't allow us to do that to ourselves, or it's really, really hard to. You can get there, but it's a hard process. If you don't look at yourself realistically, then you'll never understand where your personal difficulties lie. And if you can't see them, then you won't be able to lead yourself effectively. Number two, we're harder on others than we are on ourselves. Most people use two different sets of criteria for judging themselves versus others. Typically, we tend to judge others according to their actions, and it's very cut and dried. But when we judge ourselves, we judge ourselves by our intentions. So even if we do the, the wrong thing, if we believe our motives were good, we let ourselves off the hook and we say, oh, it's OK because. And as such, we're often willing to do that over and over before requiring ourselves to change. And I don't know if the if the right thing to say is allowing yourself to change, holding yourself accountable to change. There's several different ways you could look at that. And so what are the keys to leading yourself? The truth is that in order to be successful in any endeavor, we need to learn how to get out of our own way. That's as true for leaders as it is for anyone else. And in this Leadership Gold book, Maxwell talks about three ways. Actually, there's more than three ways. There's a couple of different ways in order to, to allow yourself and or hold yourself accountable to being a better leader and leading yourself. 
The first one is to learn followership. And they start off with a quote from, from a bishop, Bishop Sheen, I think it is. So civilization is always in danger when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. And what that means is, is if you've never followed anybody, how can you lead somebody? Only a leader who's followed well knows how to lead others well, typically. Good leadership requires an understanding of the world that followers live in. And connecting with your people becomes possible because you have walked in their shoes. You know where they come from. There's a there's a saying that you're from the people, not of the people. And I might have still got that backwards. It means you are those or you have been those that you're trying to lead. You also know what it means to be under authority and you have a better sense of how authority should be exercised. Um, in contrast, leaders who have never followed well or submitted to authority tend to be prideful, unrealistic, rigid, and autocratic. If any of those last four words, I'm going to read them again, prideful, unrealistic, rigid, and autocratic. If those words describe your leadership, you need to do some soul searching. Okay. Number two is develop self-discipline. Individually, when we're talking about leading ourselves, each of us is a monarch of our own life. We're responsible for ruling our own actions and decisions. In order to make consistently good decisions or to take the right action when needed and to refrain from the wrong actions requires character and self-discipline. To do otherwise is to lose control of ourselves or to do or say things we regret. Also to miss opportunities we're given or to spend ourselves into debt. Spending yourselves into debt and not holding yourselves accountable financially is a huge lack of self-discipline. A lot of times I get shop owners who are in trouble. They know they're in trouble, but they don't know why. You know, it can come down to margins and profits and things like that. But typically what happens, it's because they've got their business finances and their personal finances commingled, and they're spending way more on themselves than one, what they should be, or two, that they even know. A lot of times when we go through the exercise of having somebody write down all their personal bills that they take out of the business, they're typically shocked. And it's usually double or more what they think they're spending. But because they've got a card, you know, monopoly money, they flip it out there and they don't, they don't really know. Number three, practice patience. Leaders tend to be impatient. And this is me, right? This is, if I'm, if I'm thinking about one of the ways I can improve as a leader, it's the whole patience thing. Like I come up with some great ideas but then I don't ever follow them through or I follow some things through or get halfway through. For me, I'm a, I'm a hunter, not even going to say gatherer. I like the thrill of the chase. I like to make the kill and I like to move on. Like I don't even want to eat what I killed. I just want to, to get it and move on. And so because of such, you know, I'm always looking ahead, thinking ahead and want to move ahead. And this is probably again, my greatest area of opportunity. In leaders, that can be good. You know, being one step ahead makes you a leader. However, it can be bad. Being 50 steps ahead can make you a martyr. And, and we don't want that. In, in, even in my business, in a small business, I don't need to be 50 steps ahead. If I'm eight, 10 steps ahead, then that's great. But then the follow through or the practicing patience is really hard. And this is, this is another hard part for me if we're talking about this. There's no such thing as instant greatness or instant maturity. You know, in life, we're used to instant oatmeal, instant coffee, microwave popcorn. We get the likes, 
we share our experience, we move on. A, a quote unquote microwave a microwave leader, they don't have any staying power. Leadership is more of a crock pot proposition, right? It takes time, but in the end, it's worth the wait. Practice patient. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Leaders need to remember that the point of leading is not to cross the finish line first. It's to bring all the people that are with you on the journey across the finish line with you. And for that reason, leaders must deliberately slow their pace and stay connected to their people. You have to enlist others to help fulfill your vision and keep people going. And you can't do that if you're running too far ahead of your people. And in some of the other ones that I've talked about, EOS and traction, there's a thing called organizational whiplash. Like if the owner's out front and they're whipping left to right, everybody's whipping with them or that or the leader, but they're always behind. So there's always this lag and, and it just gets frustrating for your the people on the journey with you. Number four, seek accountability. People who, know, who lead themselves know the secret. They can't trust themselves. Good leaders know that power can be seductive and they understand their own failability. To be a leader and deny this is to put yourself in danger. You know, think about early accountability. That's one of the things that I want to talk about is early accountability. It seems like a lot of time, a lot of my time lately has been spent with talking to shop owners about holding employees accountable. But really, we're at the end stages of we're holding them accountable now so that when we fire them, everybody sees that we held them accountable and then we have a great record of that. Shop owners, business owners do really bad at holding people accountable because it's not fun, but it has to be done. That's what you're there for. When I do a shop visit and I just like cold call a shop and go in, I ask, and maybe this is the wrong thing, but this is how I feel. I walk through the door, introduce myself and says, okay, where's the adult supervision? Maybe that sends the wrong message. Maybe I should, should stop that. But really, there has to be a supervisor there, an adult supervisor that can hold people accountable. Typically, that's one of the things that we hear during exit interviews is the leadership, the ownership of the business is not holding other people's accountable. Like, I don't want you to hold me accountable, but I want you to hold everybody else accountable. And I want to see that you're doing that. I want you to think about holding people accountable earlier in the process. And a great way to do that, we'll talk about it again here in a minute, is if you're having the weekly conversations with your employees, asking them how they're doing, tell them what they're doing great at, what they're not doing so good, their areas of opportunity, that's the accountability for it. And it's built in every week. And if you do that all the time and get in the habit of it, it's hard. The first couple of, of ones are awkward and it sucks. 
but it will get better and it will make a huge change or shift in your business. Like if we're talking about culture, that's one of the best things you can do. And that's back in the notebook technique episode. That's where that comes out. So back to accountability. Lack of accountability in our personal life will certainly lead to problems in our public life. There's a Chinese proverb that says, when you see a good man, think of emulating him. And when you see a bad man, examine your heart. Many people feel that accountability is a willingness to explain your actions. And just like what I just said, I believe that effective accountability begins way before we take actions. And it starts with getting advice from others and giving, getting, asking. And just like we talked about stages in the last chapter, we're going to talk about stages again. For leaders especially, the accountability develops in stages. Number one, we don't want advice. Number two, we don't object to advice. Number three, we welcome advice. Number four, we actively seek advice. And number five, we often follow the advice given to us. And I need you to remember that because here in a minute, we're going to talk about our application exercises. And I'm going to ask you to, to get out and get some outside scoring for yourself. And so make sure, make sure that you, if you need to rewind and listen to that real quick, then go ahead. The willingness to seek and accept advice is a great indicator of accountability. If you seek it early before you take action, you'll be less likely to get off track. Most wrong actions come about because people are not being held accountable early enough. Again, um, we're talking about ourselves, but this is also the same thing for the, your employees in your business. Hold them accountable. Accountable. Oftentimes, I get phone calls from shop owners. Hey, Chris, we, this says this in the handbook. Everybody's supposed to be doing it, but I've got one employee that doesn't do it. And I ask him, I was like, okay, so what does that look like? When was the last time you talked to him about it? Well, I've never brought it to his attention. Well, how many times have they done it? Oh, like eight or 10 times. So the behavior has been happening eight or 10 times. And just now we're looking to correct it. It's way too late in the stage. Like you have to be the person in charge and leading from the front and holding people accountable earlier or early. Okay, so if we're talking about leading yourself well, that means that you hold yourself to a higher standard of accountability than others do. Leadership is a trust, not a right. And for that reason, we have to fix ourselves earlier than others may be required to fix. We always have to seek to do what's right, no matter how high we rise or how powerful we become. So you need to be able to hold yourself accountable, be the no BS person. Right. And if your employees are not creating the culture you want and are not living the culture, it's usually because you let it get that way. If you hold them accountable early, stuff like that won't happen. You have to be ready, willing and able to die on the sword. Right. Like you have to send somebody home early, send somebody home without pay, counsel them, ask them what they did right, ask them what they did wrong. Everybody's in fear that their technicians are going to leave. If you're that shop living in fear that your technicians are going to leave and you're not going to hold them accountable and just let them do what they want, then I say you don't have much of a business to begin with. So the former chairman of IBM, his name was Thomas J. Watson, said nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. So think about that for a minute. The smallest crowd you'll ever lead is you, but it's also the most important one. If you do that well, then you'll earn the right to lead even bigger crowds. So that takes us to the to the end of the chapter and the application exercises. There's, there's three exercises. Number one is a question, how clearly do you see yourself? 
In order to get a more objective look at yourself, review your performance from the last year, list all of your major goals and objectives, and then mark each one as achieved or not achieved. Now, after you make that list, scrub it so it doesn't have any any personal identification on it, and then take that to somebody you know and respect and tell them you're evaluating a candidate, a candidate for a job and show them the list. Ask them what they think based on the candidate's achievements and failures. How does that person's evaluation job with your own? And so one of the things we have to be is we have to be able to take feedback and criticism ourselves, not just always give it. Okay. Number two, where do you need to grow? Um, In each of the following areas, do you most need to grow in the self-discipline, the followership or patience? What new task or practice can you take on to develop those things? Maybe you should set a recreational goal that will require at least a year's worth of work. And that could be your patience. Maybe it's, you know, we talk about weight loss, getting yourself better, mental fitness, things like that. If you want to lose 40 pounds, then set a goal six months from now, a year from now, and start working towards that. Achieving that will put you on the path towards learning the patient side up. If you're the instant gratification person and you're always rushing out to do this or that, or instead of waiting, you rush out to buy things, maybe that puts your finances in a bind. What if you don't do that and you put off buying something you've wanted for a long time? That's self-discipline. If you can get up every day and be like, hey, I want this thing. I'm, I maybe not have the money or maybe I do, but instead of the instant gratification, you put it off. That's self-discipline. And, and maybe you should offer to do a task for, for another leader or somebody that you find difficult to follow. Maybe there's a mentor that you really, really, you really, really want to learn something from them, but it's tough. It's like a strained re- relationship. That's the word followership. Maybe you follow somebody else. And so whatever your weakness is, don't try to do all three. Pick one, do that, move on. Okay. Number three, this takes us right back to how well do you take advice? Ask some friends, colleagues, family members to evaluate you using the levels that we talked about earlier in the chapter. Remember, I said we're going to come back to this. So we're going to number these one to five, top to bottom. And what I'm going to tell you is I want you to read them or excuse me, I want you to list them out. Find somebody to give them to 10 friends, colleagues, whoever, family members. And I'm going to number them for scoring top to bottom. One you don't want advice. Two, you don't object to advice. Three, you welcome advice. Four, you actively seek advice. Five, you often follow the advice given to you. And so that was it, number one through five. And what you're going to do is you're going you're to tally all those up and average their scores. And so if your average is below a four, you need to improve in that area. Begin enlisting others in your information gathering process before you make decisions. And so here's the big one. If you want to know the truth bomb, take that list and give it to your spouse and see how they rate you and see what's what. But remember, we're supposed to be working more on seeking advice from others, holding yourself accountable. So it's not about them and what they told you. It's about you and how you receive it. To conclude, we're going to talk about our mentoring moment here for just a second. But for you listeners, a lot of my clients are actively doing this, the the notebook technique or eating the elephant. 
for those of you that aren't my clients or don't know what I'm talking about, you can go and listen back, go back and listen to that episode. What I want you to do is, is either way, if you're not doing it start and if you're already doing the notebook technique, then we need to add this in. I need you to have a conversation with each of the people you mentor. And that's what you're doing. You're mentoring your employees, explaining how they're doing it when it comes to leading themselves. Ask them, how do they feel they're doing leading themselves? And provide them specific examples to illustrate your point of view. But then when we do that, we need to give them a path forward or help them grow. So after we've done that, then we need to assist them who need to grow in the area by giving them assignments that will help them show initiative and become more responsible. And then after that, you're going to meet with them every week, whenever, meet with them you know, periodically to provide accountability in that area. This is all about moving the team forward, but this one's mainly been about yourself. But if you're if you're a, if you, if you're able to teach others, then you'll be able to master it. Maxwell has has the areas of training that he talks about in some of his other courses, classes, and and teachings. One is I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm gonna, we're going to pattern how to do it. Two is. I'm going to watch you do it with some additional instruction and coaching and feedback from me. The third one is I'm going to watch you do it on your own. And then fourth, the next one is you're going to teach it to others and be able to hold them accountable and share it. So you move through the process. You start out at one and then you work through the process where you're learning from somebody else's input and then you're you're teaching others. Okay. So that's it. I hope you got something out of it. We're going to go to another topic next week, and then we'll come back into Leadership Gold, Chapter 3, Defining Moments, and Defining Moments Define Your Leadership. Okay? This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me. Chris at autofixsos.com or give me a call 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.